On today's show, the New York Knicks are clearing cap space for Jalen Brunson. Should we be concerned? And we have some huge, big questions for the Dallas Mavericks going into the draft. We'll talk about all that and more on today's Like a Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome, you're locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know, what's your biggest question going into the draft? for the Mavericks. What's your big question? Could be a free agency one, but it could be about the draft. Let us know below and joining me as always, my co-host, writer and contributor at Mavs.com. The question queen, the one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? I just want to say off the top, Nick, you have a great radio voice. And here we are talking about the draft. <laughs> Dallas Mavericks. It's great. You should work in radio one day. Jalen Brunson, uh, New York Knicks. Just kidding. Radio <laughs> stations, stay away. Don't, don't hire Nick. <laughs> Um, but no, it's draft week. I it's, did go on the fan the other day with our friend Kevin and Reggie, and I snuck the soundboard in. <laughs> I figured out a way. So everybody like, that doesn't like this, like, this guy just bringing his. I played the dirt clip. I played the, the dirt take. Take that with you, and they were like, "What is happening right now? <laughs> Who is pushing those buttons?" Uh, but man, it's so much fun. I know we said it yesterday, but this part of the season is just a blast. Like. The you know the the whole Apple uh, screen report thing that comes out on Sundays it's just going to be brutal for me this week because <laughs> I've just I feel like my battery's going down I'm checking all the rumors reading all the stuff I just hook all the trade speculations up while Nick l- frantically looks around his screens <laughs> I just removed you on accident from YouTube oh okay cool as long as I'm not you know doing lockdown Cowboys that's cool. <laughs> that's a throwback uh it's an incredible time right now there's rumors flying around everywhere Mm. god bless (laughs) you're not getting rid of that that easily um but we're going to talk about the knicks clearing cap space for jalen brunson we're going to talk about a couple of rumors that that flew around that i think could affect the mavs and then we're going to ask some big questions about the nba draft the mavs have questions about how much is mark cuban willing to spend what does that mean what when we say that what do we mean about the cap and about the luxury tax and all that stuff. And then um, do the Mavs have to hit a reset on Josh Green? What could that mean, a reset on Josh Green? Is it, is it sending him out somewhere? What does this front office think about him? What does the coaching staff think about him? Is that a reset on his role? There's all kinds of questions that the Mavs could ask going into this draft. So let's start with this, Isaac Harris. Uh, according to Jake Fisher earlier in the day and then Woj later in the day on the draft show on ESPN, the Knicks are said to be targeting roughly $25 million in room to be able to chase Mavericks point guard Jalen Brunson and are expected to find new homes for Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel, among other moves today. What was your reaction to Jalen Brunson possibly going to the Knicks and the Knicks angling, angling, trying to find space for Jalen Brunson? I feel like we keep on talking about this, but the for the Knicks, <clears throat> I think they got to do it on draft now. I think they got to do it soon to even... To, to make their case because I'm fully expecting right off the bat, free agency opens. We're getting a report that's coming out pretty quick and it's going to be a Jalen Brunson, Dallas 
five year, one twenty five with like a player option on that that fifth year. Well, and Jake Fisher also reported that you know people among in and among the Mavericks consider the Jalen Brunson thing a done deal that he's called teammates and things like that. And there are some other people with sources that that push back on that. Um, I think Kevin Gray even said he had a source that that pushed back on the the, the Jalen Brunson deal is a, is a done deal, but. It's being reported both ways now that it's either done for the Mavericks or they're you know they're still trying to push and see what happens with the Knicks. Yeah, so it would scare me if we're getting like a couple days in the free agency and we're getting like it's like they're giving the Knicks time to shed the money to these you know cap space teams and then okay well now like what's taking so long at that point that's where I would get really worried but I just don't I I think we've I think we've all heard the twenty five you know mark at this point. For JB, and that's what I'm expecting. So whether it's four year, five year, whether it's the player option at the end of that, we'll see how those details roll out. But I, I would expect if the Knicks are going to do this, they're going to try to do it on draft night or before free agency, to where they could go into the opening bell of free agency. Because you know, players and representatives of teams they don't talk at all before free agency no, starts not at all no one not does. one bit so they would want to go into that right off the bat with being able to say hey we have the space right now we're going to offer you 25 and i don't know lifetime empire state building tickets <laughs> so the knicks can't just sign brunson i think that's the thing we have to keep repeating is the knicks have to make some moves so if the knicks do make some moves there could be some casualties on the knicks roster if they decide to make a couple of moves and then brunson doesn't go there but according to Woj, you know, they're going to try to find new homes for Alec Burks. He makes $10 million next year. He has a $10.5 million team option the year after that. And then also trying to find a room for former Mavs great, Nerlens Noel. He's making $9.2 million this year. He has a $9.7 million team option. Um, they're trying to move those guys around. And if they had to move both of those guys and they'd have to move one more, and it's probably Kemba Walker, $9.2 million expiring. So that's basically three expiring deals like making up to, you know, what is that? 38 million, $28 million combined. And so if they can clear all those guys, then all of a sudden they have the space for it. Uh, Cam Radish is another one. He makes 9.5 million on an expiring Derek Rose, 14.5 million and has a team option for the next season. So those are the guys, if you start seeing those names run around, then it's the Knicks really trying to go after this and do this. But I think we both think that it's, Jalen Brunson's going to sign probably day one early in free agency. He's going to come back to Dallas um, but I have a theory as to why this keeps happening with the Knicks. Oh, where's the music? The Knicks in this in this situation. The Knicks in this situation with Jalen Brunson are the White Walkers in Game of Thrones. You remember Game of Thrones, that show that we all watched and we were all super excited yeah, about? Great. And then literally, I watched some of it again the other and day. Literally, only you liked the ending. Like literally, the only person. <laughs> I the White Walkers, the entire series, like all the all the seasons up until the last one, it was like winter is coming, winter is coming, and they kept like they kept coming up, and people kept being afraid of them, and kept like it kept being this this fear motivator, motivating factor for okay, got to get my army ready. Daenerys is like, I got to go take back the throne, and then Jon Snow was like, I got to you know build up this army so that we can go against the White Walkers. But in the end, it didn't really matter at all. They just got taken down by like one by like one slash of a knife from from Arya. And I think that's what this Knicks thing is: is that it's either Jalen's representation working with the Knicks and saying, "Hey, why don't you just float all these things that hey, you're gonna start moving pieces around and make room for Jalen Brunson, so that it's a leverage factor for the Mavs to say, "All right, well, we gotta up our offer because we have to, to offer him more than what the Knicks could get." 
that they could easily clear in cap space. So it's like, tr you got to find some leverage somewhere. And maybe this is Jalen Brunson's camp trying to find leverage. Trying to find leverage, and they found it with the Knicks because there are lots of connections there. Uh, Rick Brunson it works for that team. That, that's, that's his dad. Yeah. And Leon Rose, they've, they've all worked together before. The the you know CAA, the representation, and all that kind of stuff. There's all kinds of ties there. And so maybe this is them greasing the wheels and trying to figure out a way to up Jalen's price for the Mavericks. And it's like, all right, the Mavericks would be bidding against themselves unless somebody came in here, and that somebody that's the White Walkers is the New York Knicks. I was going to say, I mean – yeah, there could be a Rick, you know, Rick Brunson and them saying, hey, let's get my son a few more uh, millions of dollars here. Let's just float this thing out there, get Dallas's price going up. Also, if New York does, you know, ship these guys off and create the space yeah. over the next few days, there's other targets too. It, that doesn't mean, oh man, pff, they must be confident. They're Tyus getting Jones would be great for them. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we don't know where the Kyrie stuff is happening. Oh there's other gosh. guys out there to where if they want to chase a miles bridges and restrictive free agency or something like that. I, I say that because I could see some mass fans freaking out saying, if they go out and create this space over the next like 72 hours. And then some mass fans are like freaking out saying they would only do that if they think that they're getting Brunson. It's like not necessarily the case of that. So would you take Nerlens Noel 9.2 million into the trade exception? If it wasn't my money, um, it's not, it's not any, it's not either way, like in a hypothetical or in a real life scenario. Um, I just, I've had this weird thing where I would love to see Nerlens play with Luca. Cause well, that's I, not I, weird. I that's a normal thing. I understand. <laughs> because, that. Well, I just think he would play well with Luca, but I just don't know where Nerlens plays if Dwight's on the team. Cause I just don't it's think tough. this coaching staff is going to say, Hey Dwight, you're like DMPCD and Nerlens is going to play over you. Cause they kind of play the same role, yeah. but Nerlens is better defensively and he would be fine off the bench. It would be fun. It'd be interesting to see him on, on the Mavs. It'd be interesting to see him come in and like play play a role for the Mavs in a playoff run. And then Jalen Brunson signs back at the Mavs. Uh, I saw Josh Bowe tweet that today, but it was the first thing I thought of when when they said that Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel, like we just talked about those guys as trade exception trade candidates for the Mavs. It would be hilarious if they got one of those guys to help the Knicks clear space and then Brunson just signs. <laughs> just signs again. Uh, yeah. All right, coming up. We got big questions about the draft coming up. Do the Mavericks have to hit a reset on Josh Green? What does it mean for the Mark Cuban? What is he willing to spend? What does that mean? We'll talk about all that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines in sports. This one has been interesting. Paolo Bencaro, for number one pick, has been moving all over the place. And it's not just Bet Online, but Bet Online has these odds. He was at plus 900, I think, the last time I looked at this, probably about a week ago. Right now, Jabari Smith is minus 240. Paolo Bencaro is plus 250. And Chet is plus 350. Like, Paolo has even moved ahead of Chet with these odds right now. So, either Vegas knows something or they're just they're getting a lot of action on, on Paolo plus 900. And they had to, <laughs> to lower the odds so that they don't lose as much money. But Paolo Bencaro moving up is really, really interesting. Um, so, you can go check out all those odds and lines. There's a bunch of stuff. There's Eurobasket as well. You know we're going to be all about that Eurobasket. When yeah. it comes up, Serbia is plus 275, France is plus 450, Greece plus 500, Slovenia plus 600. Let's Greece has better odds. And then Spain is plus 800 under them. So go check it out. Bet online. It's where the game starts. 
The ultimate NBA mock draft is underway right now. I have finalized the fifth day. I finally edited this whole dang thing and put it out. It's on the ultimate draft podcast podcast. It's not on YouTube right now. You can go check it out on the ultimate mock draft or the lockdown NBA podcast feed. Go check it out. Our pick is on day four. We made a pick. We made a trade, made a pick. Go check out, see what it is. Everybody seemed to like our pick. And, uh, and yeah, that'll be an interesting one. So go check it out in the Ultimate Mock Draft. All right, Isaac Harris, we got some big questions about the NBA draft coming up on Thursday. Yeah, so if you're Dallas, this is the thing. Like, obviously, they traded their pick. The Christian Wood trade you know, took the 26th pick from, from Dallas, went to Houston. So you know, naturally, if you had to like bet on what Dallas would do, would it, would, is there going to be fireworks for the Mavs, whatever, on draft night? probably you know if you want to say probably no because they don't have a pick now it's like all right they're just gonna be quiet about it but there are bigger what the 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 image that stays in my mind was from the was last year when nico harrison came out before the draft and like kind of talked and then they didn't do anything at all and then he came out afterwards and was like that was fun (laughs) yeah it was a fun like it's like a mock draft you know it's gonna be like that again um but I, I do have some question for the Mavs going in on Thursday night. And I think the biggest question of all for, and this that isn't particularly just for Thursday night, but really for the next few weeks is how much money is Mark Cuban willing to spend? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the roster right now, they're on, they're set up to literally be one of the highest, you know, cap teams next year, highest payroll teams in the entire league next year. So before you even factor in a Jalen Brunson contract, you're over 150 million already. Cap is 122. Last year they were at 117 and they were like the 21st. They had the 21st highest payroll. Yeah, so you're about to add Jalen Brunson at around 25 a year. You're not talking about any more vet mints at that point. You're not talking about the taxpayer mid-level. You're not talking about the traded player exception, which they probably won't use according to Stein. Yeah. So like you're not even factoring in any of those yet. And you have some roster spots to fill too. So you're already you're gonna be so far over the luxury tax. Like there's there's worlds in which they're fifty million dollars over the you know salary cap in this, um, which is a ton of luxury tax. You can do all, all the calculations and all that. So there's ripple effects to the how much is Mark willing to spend? Because yeah, you can bring back this full roster like it is, all the guys under contract, don't make any trades, use the exception stuff, and Mark's still gonna pay out the you know what in luxury tax or do we see do we see them go into draft night and say and you know this wouldn't be popular amongst the fans probably would they go into draft night and saying all right we got to shed some money we don't have a draft pick but is there a way that we can shed some of this luxury tax bill and if that's the the uh, initiative given by mark and that's one of the goals for nico and them on draft night it wouldn't shock me if we see a deal on draft night where it's like they look at the roster and they look at the bench and they say, all right, there's an expiring 10 million from Dwight. There's an, you know, there's Tim Hardaway. That's at 19 that they look at and say, all right, is there a way we can save money this way? And so like you look at just for an example of this, you look at like the early thirties in Orlando, like the, the first part of the second round, you hear all these different reports about the picks in the thirties and second round picks. And I mean, they're all, all, always flying off the shelves, teams mm-hmm. wanting to you know, buy picks and all this stuff. But you look at Orlando, who's going to have a ton of salary cap space anyway. If Dallas really wanted to shed 
the 10 million, which that's not including the luxury tax money that Dwight's money would be there too. If they call Orlando and say, hey, Jamal Mosley, you guys, if you want a vet, you want a vet center in Dwight to be there with Jabari, Wendell Carter and those guys, you have luxury, you know, or you have cap space, all of that, a second round pick for Dwight Powell. That's the type of move that it's like, it's not fun for Mavs fans. It's fun because you talk about a prospect of getting somebody in the 30s that's probably going to drop out of the first round. But it's not fun in the angle of like, all right, Dwight off the bench would actually serve a good role. But that's an, that's an example of a money-saving move for Dallas that would shed literally, I mean, do the calculations on that. You're probably looking at a 20, 30 you know, million dollar, counting the luxury tax in that if you just, if they, for lack of better terms, dump Dwight's contract. Yeah, and so, so we don't want we don't like to talk about that sometimes because it's just Mark Cuban's money. Like, does he want to does he want to spend it? What does he think this team yeah. is worth? Does he want to, you know, continue to to invest in this team and almost like you're it's you're overpaying for this team because we don't think this team is a title contender right now. They could they, if everything shakes right, but I'm not going into next season saying all right, Dallas is a top five title contender. Like of the teams in the NBA, I would say they are. They are definitely up there. I don't there. know. Would you? It, they're they're close. Yeah, with the Clippers close. coming back and the Nuggets being healthy and yeah, I mean this was a this is a future Simmons, this maybe, is a future like, pod, but but no, I I think there's I think there's a world that they're saying that internally. They're saying, sure. hey, we were th- we were three wins away from the finals, and now we added Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway Jr., possibly Dragic. There was times in that Western Conference Finals where they're like, hey, we're just happy to be here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, which but, is true. But like, and it was, but it's like they didn't expect to be in the Western Conference Finals. So now all of a sudden they should expect to, to be back there. Like I don't know. And so that's just the internal thoughts of. Yeah. If they don't even see this team as a title contender and Cuban's going to spend all this money, then what's the point? Can they just, you know, do that deal like you said with Dwight Powell? And maybe they get a second round pick from the Magic and like Coloco is there or Kamagate is there and they get one of those centers that we had talked about already before they traded the pick and they get yeah. that center that they can develop a little bit more and they don't have to try and figure out, all right, well, Dwight's a, you know, been with us for a long time and a veteran. We got to figure out, you know, playing time for him with Christian Wood and, you know, all that kind of, like they don't have to deal with all that kind of stuff. They just bring along this young guy that will eventually, hopefully pan out to be better than Dwight anyway. So it's, it's kind of more of a long game play if they can do that. So it's just the things that they're going to have to figure out. And that's, and if we see a, a deal that sheds money, maybe that gives us insight as to what the Mavs are thinking about this team. I can't wait for the YouTube comments to just slam you on you not thinking the Mavs are a top five team. A top I'm five title contender. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's this roster yet. No, but I Six, think I think sure. they could be close. Five, you can talk me into five. Like I don't know. So another like a bigger money saving deal for Mark Cuban is you look at like Portland at thirty six. They have some salary cap space. If they don't think they're going to be able to spend it on a guy that can come in and contribute right away, is that a type? Is that they also have Eric Bledsoe? So Eric Bledsoe's contract, in which is only three or four million dollars of that guaranteed. So. Could could we see a deal like Tim Hardaway for 36 in Bledsoe? And then you get Bledsoe and then you waive him. You're only on the books for three or four million dollars of that. You're saving roughly around sixteen million dollars in luxury tax, like more than that, including luxury tax stuff. You're getting a 36 overall pick. This isn't fun. I was like, gonna say, I think I'd be more bummed out about that trade than me saying that the Mavs may not be a top five title contender. But like, but I'm not saying that I, I'm just trying to I, 
a whole thing is the question is how much is Mark willing to spend? Yeah. I'm not saying these are fun or I would do them. I wouldn't do these if this was like, if this is up to me, I wouldn't do them because it's not my money. But what are deals that I could see Dallas doing on draft night that I wouldn't be shocked? And I would say that makes sense. It's unfortunate. Tim could have a good role off the bench on this team. It's unfortunate, but I, I get it because you're going to, I mean, that would literally save Mark Cuban like $60 million, $50 million total. Like if they did a, a deal like that, like, and it's just crazy to think about that. But those are type of deals that I could see Dallas doing on draft night to help relieve some of the luxury money from Mark, which goes back to the one question is, how much is Mark Cuban willing to spend this offseason? That's a big question. We may learn something about that on draft night. We, we'll we see if they make a move or if they, they try to dump somebody or they, they try something like that. We'll see. I'm inclined to think that they'll just they'll just pay it. Mark Cuban has already commented and said, yeah, we're going to have to pony up this year, right? For Brunson and for all that, we're going to have to pony up. And if they find a way to dump Davis Berton's contract, that's like the one contract on this roster that I look at and say, okay, that's one that you just want to dump. Because no matter how much he pans but out. How do you dump it, though? That's the question. But the, no matter how much he's, no matter how much he brings to the team, I don't, I don't know. Tim Hardaway, you could talk me into, okay, he could be worth his contract for this team. Dinwiddie, same thing. Like all these other guys could be worth it. It's Davis Bertans is the one that. But if it came down to Tim for a second round pick or Davis Bertans with a future first attached, well, do you I think the fan base do would. Do you have revolt. to do either of those? Is, this you the, don't. is, is that no. the question? No. Right? no. So uh, the other question that we want to ask coming up is, do the Mavericks hit the reset on Josh Green? What does that mean? Do they reset his role? Do they reset expectations? Do they reset because his coaching staff doesn't you know, doesn't see a role for him? We'll talk about that around the draft coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Isaac Harris, we got to try the Mud Pie Bar. They sent us a couple of them. Immaculate. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. It was great. I got two of them in the mail for free. And ate them two. Ate, ate two of them in 24 hours. They were great. <laughs> uh, the mud pie bar is not on the website right now, so you got to keep checking because they, they come back. They come back in waves. But brownie batter. Why did I just hype this thing up? But the brownie batter bar that I think is similar to the mud pie is still there, and that one is okay. incredible. I had one of those today. They're absolutely delicious. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your entire order. It's built.com. They have all kinds of other stuff, too. They have built boost. They have built broth. They have rewards you can get. They have all kinds of different things on Built Bar. Get a variety pack and try a bunch of different ones. Uh, get the puffs in there if you're going to do the variety pack because I don't, I don't, I like the puffs a lot better than I like the regular bars. I would much rather buy the, the puffs than the bars. So, but it's different for everybody. So go check them out. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. It's built or nothing. All right, Isaac Harris, we're continuing our questions, big questions about the Mavericks going into the draft. What do the Mavericks think about Josh Green? And what could a reset button for Josh Green mean? It's such a unique spot for him in Dallas that if you had it, like if you asked me right now and you said, Isaac, what's one Maverick on the roster currently that you don't think's on the team by the start of next season? My answer would be Josh Green. And because of just the situation that he's in, like he didn't play a ton in the playoffs. We don't know what type of role he's like. And they he, tried. Like, they tried with yeah. him. He was the previous regime's draft pick. Bob Volgaris, <laughs> Donnie. Two, two regimes removed. <laughs> First lot, Bob Volgaris and then Donnie Nelson and Rick Carl. A lot of people in that draft room. <laughs> a lot of big stories coming out of that draft night. <laughs> um, so that was before Nico and them. They tried to make it work this year. It ended rocky as far as his role in the rotation and stuff in the playoffs. 
So now you look at this year, look at his contract one. This is the last like guaranteed deal, guaranteed year of his contract coming up. And then you got to make a decision. Are you going to pay him? Are you going to extend him? Are you going to do the qualifying offer? All of that. So the question you ask yourself then is, all right, well, what's he going to be able to prove this year to give you a better answer of what you want to do with him long-term? Because he's still only 21. So then you ask yourself, what role is he going to have on the rotation? It's like, all right, well, he's not going to start. So then you look at, now Now we have Dinwiddie. Well, now we have Tim Hardaway. Now we have Maxi. Oh, well, then we have the guy who that we think they're going to add with the taxpayer mid-level. So let's just, let's just pencil in a Gary Harris or something like sure, that. Yeah. So now we're like, all right, Dinwiddie, Hardaway, Gary Harris, Maxi. Well, then we have Dwight. Well, okay. So where's Josh even playing? So at that point, it's like, are you even going to have any clarity of what he is? If he's not going to play to where you could have clarity on what his role is moving forward, then how are you supposed to make a decision on his future extension and all that? That's why I just think if you're Dallas, I could see them hitting the reset on Josh Green of this draft. Like, if, if they went into the second round and they swapped him out with the second round pick and, and I hit, I say hit reset in it of, all right, let's hit reset in who's the next young guy that we can bring in and develop and see if he fits the system and all that type of thing. Does he get added? I, I feel like I saw some speculation on the, the Twitter sphere of, does he get added into the Christian Wood deal yeah. since that's not official yet? And, you know, some pieces could be added to that. I just, I don't know what the path forward for him. If they go out, if they don't make any more trades and then they go out and add another wing in free agency, what's the path forward for him to where we know what he is? Plus, we saw Frank Nilakina really step up into a role for the Mavs. Yeah, and he's, I didn't even mention it. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like a player that, that could take all the minutes from, from Josh Green, right? He was not healthy for some of the season, and that's why he, you know, he didn't play and Josh Green did at times. So the reset is interesting because could you get a, like a high second or could you get a, you know, even a mid round s- second pick where you're trying like, a, a, you know, Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Prashida, like you tried that guy and that's your reset. You're like, Hey, we'll, we'll take the upside on this guy instead of trying to fit Josh green into the, into this role that we've been trying for the last couple of years or does a Kamigate or a Coloco, do they fall? And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well we can do this deal and get these guys who we think has a higher upside anyway. Yeah. And try that. Or you know, I'm even seeing Jalen Williams from Arkansas. Like, is that is that a guy that, mm. that falls and then all of a sudden we're uh, you know the maps are, are going after him? But I think And you're resetting the contract. That's the thing, is like well, his contract too. is yeah, yeah, exactly. But like you're resetting the contract and like you get one more year with Josh to figure out what you want to do with him, basically. And it's like if you if you get another younger guy in there, well, now you have a few more years to develop that guy. So I feel like there would be a portion of Mavs fans that would be kind of upset about a deal like that. Like, oh man, Josh shown some sure. some flashes last year. And my only response to that Mavs fan would be, all right, well, what role do you think he'll have this year? If you're also wanting them to get a Gary Harris or something like that, if they don't make any trades, if they go out and make, you know, another two for one or a three for one type deal and opens up some more spots, then yeah, if he could be a guaranteed seventh or eighth man off the bench for this team. But I just don't think that's a lock right now. Yeah, and so that's the that's why you have to ask this question because he doesn't have a doesn't have a for sure role. The contract is coming up, and they could you know they could hit the reset and get a guy that this this regime act, you know likes that <laughs> this, this regime picks themselves. Um, not that they don't like Josh Green. We don't really know what they think about Josh Green as far as the front office goes. They didn't yeah. throw him into the the Christian Wood trade, so that at least means something. For now, 
for for now. We don't that deal still isn't official yet. So like, I mean, could things change on that? I mean, they they very well could. I mean, you don't think they will, but I don't know. They yeah, might. He, he also wasn't really expi- an expiring contract, in which that's what the Rockets wanted. Yeah. So that that's that's part of it as well. But but yeah, hitting hitting reset on Josh Green is uh is fascinating if they decide to do that throw him in a deal or make a deal with just him and that gets off some salary possibly because going from his contract to a second round picks contract is is a is a difference too and that's that means a lot with the luxury tax uh but could they hit some of those well i was gonna say some of those second round picks like we're seeing you know sam vicini great draft guy and everything at the athletic you know he put a a piece i think it was this mock draft piece actually it was talking about just the the info between teams and agencies right now of how some team, you know, some agencies are wanting their players. Like some, some teams are already talking about players up into the thirties about being a two way contract. And it's like, that's just like crazy to think about how that's impacted the draft, how team, you know, players wanting to even fall out and like all this stuff. So we're probably going to see some players like drop in the second round. We're like, Oh my gosh, why are you even in the second round at this spot? But like, that's the that's the type of thing salary cap wise for Dallas is if you swap if you have plans to chase after some older vet minimum guys and you're like, all right, if this spot, the Josh Green spot or a second round pick slot, it's not going to play much this year, then I could see them swapping it out for. All right, well, let's just, let's go get our two way guy right now in the middle of the second round for Josh Green, something like that. And if I'm another if I'm a young team in the league and I have some rotation minutes, I'm taking the swing on Josh Green too. Like I would yeah. definitely say, here's a second round pick. You let me take Josh Green. We know you're a conference finals team. You're you're think you know, you guys are you thinking got time for this. <laughs> yeah. It's like Dallas is you know probably doesn't have time for that. And so but a younger team out there that does, I would definitely swing on Josh Green because he definitely showed some signs this past year. For sure. And we hope that those signs matter for the Mavs. And maybe they don't add a defensive wing, and then Josh Green has a bigger role for this Mavericks team. And the hope is that he, he shows more in this front office and the coaching staff likes him and he continues to develop and the, the three-point shot becomes real and the passing and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, you have like a, a nice like wing off the bench that the Mavericks can, can play a ton. So that's yeah. the hope. Yeah, 100%. Theo Pinson, baby. Oh, well, Theo Benson's another one that's probably could take minutes from Josh Green. Yeah, he'll, I mean, he'll be on the roster. So it, it's just I think I think it was a little telling of once again, you can never have enough of these guys of these wings, yep. the six, 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 seven. We say this all the time. But if Dallas is going to make the, a priority to say, hey, we need another wing off the bench. We, we want to use that taxpayer mid level to go get another wing. In a in a way that tells me a little bit how they view Josh Green, uh, because if they were very confident in Josh Green being that wing defender off the bench, I think Mark would probably put the checkbook up and say we already got the guy, you know, yeah, uh, and save his money on that. But but the argument could be back at me of saying, well, you, we need we always need these guys, so it doesn't mean that they use it, and that means Josh Green's out. So I can see both ways. It's just if I had to pick somebody that wouldn't be on the roster by the start of next year, I would pick Josh green because of all the reasons laid out. So any other questions you have for the, for the draft? Um, I mean, if they don't do any, t- you know, that type of trade, do they buy a second round pick in, in the sense of they have, they have speaking, roster spots. Speaking of is Mark Cuban willing to spend? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like every year teams are selling second round picks. Like the Lakers are probably going to buy a second round pick. And it's like, Dallas has roster spots. 
is if there's somebody, I mean, look at the guys that they worked out. Like look at when Raphael Barlow was on our, on our podcast and him talking about, man, Dallas is kind of late in the game, you know, doing draft workouts and listing out some of the guys that Dallas worked out and Kamigate uh, and the guy from Michigan. And so it's like, were some of those guys mid second round guys. And they were just, they already knew that, you know, the wood trade was going to happen. They're like, all right, we're just going to work out some second round guys. We might, you know, try to buy in a pick. Can we get a Kamigate at like a 40th you know, overall or 36 or something like that? Well, we can buy a pick. Mark Skip told us we could buy a pick and get it, get us a second round flyer type that, you know, do they do something like that? I, we would love it. Love it for content wise. I'd love to add a young guy to the team. <laughs> and it's always but, fun to bring in new blood like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's fun. And for us not to do all of our draft stuff for nothing. <laughs> There you go. We will have you all the way up until the draft and continue five days a week throughout the offseason. We will have uh, tomorrow. We're going to do some of our more uh, draft-focused conversations about what do we think about the top of the draft, what are some deals that could happen around the draft like DeAndre Ayton or John Collins that could affect the Mavericks in a way that the Mavericks aren't going to trade for those guys, but it could affect the Mavericks in a different way. So we'll talk about all that tomorrow. Go check out the Locked on NBA Big Board podcast. Raphael did a great episode today about the Kings situation. It's kind of He kind of ran through a, a mock draft, talked about the Kings with Jaden Ivey and Keegan Murray and how the Kings are leading, leaning towards the safe pick, the best fit in Keegan Murray, instead of going for the best talent and the best player available in Jaden Ivey. It's, it's an interesting conversation. So go check out Locked on NBA Big Board on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom!